0: yeah we need to talk about 2022 manifestations what have you been manifesting
1: my gosh i am all about manifesting and you know how i talk about doing my affirmations every year my affirmation for this year is i am manifesting So that is my affirmation for this year, but I am loving this 21 day manifestation challenge that you and I are doing.
0: I am digging it too. I was commenting to myself earlier, Self, Kat would be so proud of you. How many pages you filled up in yeah. this journal since you met <laughs> Kat? And so I was just kind of laughing because I was like, I need to buy a new journal. This will be officially the first time I've filled a journal covered.
1: Wow, that's awesome.
0: Usually I'm like halfway through a journal and then I give up on it and then I find it again and I toss it. This is the first time I've actually kept it covered to cover.
1: That's pretty impressive.
0: I'm, I'm actually kind of proud of it. Yeah. I like, need to keep it, them. I know I'm going to. And now Sorry. I kind of regret having thrown away all those half filled ones.
1: I know. You know what I did? I gave my daughter all of my half-filled ones and and paid her to type them all up and put them in a Word document for me. Wow. Fun. (laughs) Just something like that. You've got two kids or three kids. One of them might do that for you.
0: I suppose. But so anyway, I was thinking in our manifesting that Mm -hmm. you and I need to make some really big plans for
1: two pitas on a pod. Yeah, we do. We need to manifest some stuff. You know, I'm, I'm pretty excited about the idea of me come into Minnesota and you come into Tennessee and let's do a couple of workshops and do some live recordings and things like that I think it'd be fine.
0: I think that we need to start to put that out there in the ether because I mm-hmm. know that I'm sort of working to really build this following like I know that our podcast goes out in my studio emails now twice a week mm-hmm. and I've had people commenting now like oh you're the one that does the podcast so it's getting there like we're Uh we're doing it like Mm -hmm. so it's time baby yeah time for us to break out and do the first live show with
1: people (laughs) so any of our listeners listening to this episode do you want to be on our live show with us yeah yeah i know tell us let us know yeah Uh for
0: sure Mm -hmm. all right so what are we actually going to talk about today as a topic
1: well today we're talking about feng shui and Ooh. feng shui, yeah, I know. Feng shui is kind of like yoga for your home.
0: Feng shui is fun shit. That's what that yeah, is. it is.
1: <laughs> I was reading a blog post by Tisha Morris, who's a big feng shui person. She's been on a lot of shows. And she said that yoga was her gateway drug into the healing arts. And I thought that was hysterical. And because of yoga, it led her to feng shui. And that became like her career. And so she said she realized that what she was helping people with in yoga was the same thing that would help people with in their workspaces and their home. And I thought that's so friggin' amazing.
0: Yeah. Oh, I dig it. So I would like going along with that whole gateway drug yoga being the gateway. <laughs> yeah. I, it, it's it's kind of not wrong. Like, I feel like I was doing a lot of things mostly well, but I think it wasn't until I hit the yoga mat that I started to do most things really well. Mm-hmm. Like, I started to see that shift in my life and maybe it came with some maturity too, but I'm going to just say it's all yoga.
1: Yeah. <laughs> but
0: yeah. But with that, you know, I I feel like I was introduced to energy medicine, Reiki, then -hmm. I was introduced to feng shui, but in all of that, I was introduced to minimalism. Like, I mean, just things started to shift in my life. Like, right.
1: Mm -hmm, Exactly. And, you know, when you think about the correlation between yoga and feng shui, the goal for both is kind of the same. You remove blocks to improve the energy flow. Tight hips is the clutter. Stiff joints. And this is stuff from Tish Morris's. Um, this is not me being fabulous, but she said that stiff joints is like a bad furniture arrangement. And I thought that is so, that is so awesome. I love that.
0: That is so, that is really a great way to put it. Mm-hmm. And I think like a good heart opener is a chair facing the door, welcoming mm-hmm. the people that walk through it, you know?
1: Exactly. So I,
0: I just love that because I'm like... Mm-hmm. I, ever since I have, you know, kind of started my investigation into feng shui, like it's not just an analysis of my own home, but now when I walk into other people's homes or other people's offices or other people's spaces, I'm like, uh, hmm, we're turned the wrong way. Like, you know, like, like even, you did
1: my desk. Yeah. yeah. <laughs>
0: but, but like, even like just teaching in mm. other people's studios, they're like, well, we always normally stand here. And I'm like, okay, but I'm going to go over here. <laughs>
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. And so, yeah. you know, but I think that people start to realize and they're like, oh, oh. Oh, like, mm-hmm. right? They start yeah, exactly. To get it. Mm-hmm. And yeah. I think, you know, it, it also helped when I had um, a Reiki master come into my studio and do her blessing. A lot of the things she told me about the arrangements. And she's like, do this and turn this. And, and like, I didn't even know at the time she was speaking just on an energy level. She mm-hmm. wasn't really speaking the terms of feng shui, but it was quite literally the same things. Right, And I was like, what?
1: that's so cool (laughs) that's pretty awesome well you know when people come to yoga they come because what too. well first maybe to get a better butt or to get strong arms to improve their flexibility to increase their strength to decrease their stress to relax more to enhance their meditation or even figure out what the heck meditation is maybe just to have a place where they're still and they feel at calm and at peace so that a lot of times they come for those kind of reasons but with feng shui it's kind of the same thing you're wanting to promote peace you're wanting to allow your body to be more flexible in your workspace you want to um, allow your body to be still and to be comfortable in the stillness so feng shui like yoga does a lot of that same stuff too
0: decrease the overwhelming how many times Mm -hmm. have you been in room in your home a kitchen where you felt like there was unfinished things and all you do is feel overwhelmed by all of these things you have to do because there's so much like just continually looking at you like yeah Mm -hmm. so just as you know sort of jump into the four basics of feng shui. The four basics of feng shui. One is to protect your back. This means to arrange your furniture so that your back's to walls and that you're facing windows and doors. Mm -hmm. Right. So when we are able to face windows and face doors, we are able to see nature and to welcome people. Right. Yeah. It offers balance to our first three chakras. Mm -hmm. One of them. The second one is to minimize sharp edges, points and corners. Now, most of us have houses with rooms with corners. (laughs) Yeah. So the object is, is to put things in the corners, meaning rounded objects trees plants things that soften the corners and the sharp mm-hmm. edges an example would be square coffee table or round coffee table
1: can i show you what i just put the corner of my office right before we started talking can you see my plant over there so there you go i'm practicing that feng shui and softening my corner i didn't even know i was doing it
0: lovely and then the third is images and materials from nature or of Mm -hmm. nature so pictures of landscapes pictures of flowers still life who knew the good old-fashioned still life there's importance to that plants having a water feature even just a little twinkling water you know fountain or having a fish tank, right? Mm -hmm. And then the fourth of the basics is to balance the extremes, So if you have a very heavy piece of furniture, you need to be able to balance the weight of that so that you don't tip the energy in
1: the room. -hmm. Well, you know, there are five elements of feng shui. And so feng shui divides everything into five elements that attract different energies and the elements that need to be balanced in order to create harmony. So the first of those is wood. And if you think about it, wood channels the power of creativity and growth. Trees and plants and green objects can be used to represent that element, fire is the most powerful of the elements and it harnesses passion, energy, expansion, boldness, transformation. You can use candles or the color red to bring fire into the room. I mean, don't you feel better when you have candles lit in the house? I do. Uh, always oh yeah Um, earth represents stability and strength which makes sense root chakra Um, and you can incorporate roof elements with rocks and I know you got more rocks than anyone I know and I got a lot of rocks you can incorporate earth elements with even just special carpets old books anything brown or tan water as you were just mentioning water is related to emotion inspiration and you mentioned the aquarium or water features in your room or any kind of items that are blue in color can represent water and then finally metal and metal unites all of the elements while bringing focus and order so use objects that are metal or white or silver gray in color so there's our elements
0: yeah and the elements you know in you think about our intelligence of yoga and our intelligence of the doshas and our intelligence of energy medicine and chinese meridians like these five elements are sown throughout all of that energy medicine. Like we talk about these elements in Chinese medicine all of the time. So there is these elements within the body, but there's also these elements within all things in nature and all around us. And if we have them imbalanced, it's Mm -hmm. going to cause stress on the body. But with that, you brought up in the, I think, earth element, old books, Uh And one of the things that is like a big thing in feng shui, which is probably one that you and I fail on because we do not do this, (laughs) is that in feng shui, you are to organize your books by size and color, not by the breed or topic of the book.
1: (sighs) Oh, well, I do organize them by size and color, but it's size and color within the category.
0: Yeah, me too. Mm. And so I have, them. you know, I'm like, well, this is my Ayurveda section, and this is my chakra section, and this is my crystal section, but it is definitely not by, you know, size and color all along. And I'm like, well, I can't do that. Mm.
1: <laughs> so what about my closet? Because my closet is set up light to dark in everything. Yeah. So would that be Feng shui or would that just be my OCD? <laughs>
0: uh, it's both, it's both, it's it's your OCD, but it is very soothing. And I do the same yeah. in my class works.
1: I know. Because yeah, we don't have enough stuff to do in our lives.
0: No, um, yeah. no, not at all. Okay. Interestingly enough, mm-hmm. when it comes to feng shui, uh-huh. in your entries, how many people have mirrors in their entryways?
1: A lot of people do,
0: a lot of people do, and actually, according to feng shui, a mirror in your entryway will push fortune away.
1: (sighs) I've been wanting to get a mirror for my entryway right in my front door on the left. And I found a really la- pretty landscape picture to put there instead. Right. And I kept going, I really kind of wanted a mirror, but I like the landscape. Wow. Who knew?
0: Yeah, don't do it. Like, don't do it. That... Don't be sucked into it. People think that it's going to help build space in their entryway, but it actually causes a different sort of energy flow. So don't mm-hmm. do it. Don't succumb to it. <laughs> now, it's just not say to say, no. yeah, just say no. It's not to say that you can't have mirrors. Mirrors can be used to add dimension dimensions in rooms, but they should be spaced appropriately. They should never line up with each other. So you see a mirror within a mirror. Mm-hmm. They should always be facing windows to add dimension to the room, but never facing doors and very much never near stairways.
1: Very cool. Good to know. I love mirrors. And you know, I'm trying to think if I even have any in this house. I don't think I do.
0: Besides in bathrooms.
1: I know, just bathrooms, yeah. I, have, those... I,
0: I actually have one in our bedroom, which is beside our dresser. <laughs> What's happening with you, Kat?
1: <laughs> I was like, well, it's good it's beside the, <laughs> the dresser and not on your ceiling. Yeah. No. <laughs>
0: Cat, keep it clean.
1: <laughs> well, you can edit that part out. I don't think so. I think I can no. <laughs> <one. laughs> All right, gracious. so where else do you have mirrors? <laughs> oh, I do have one
0: here in my office. Like I think about the picture that we got from our Reiki class, like that's all hanging on that mirror. Mm-hmm. And so I actually use it as like a, uh, like a shadow box frame that I have yeah. everything hanging on that mirror. Mm-hmm. It's to me not used to change the dimension of the room, mm-hmm. but it is directly across from a window. So it is following the rules.
1: Well, what do you think about this? My, do you remember back long, long, long time ago? My grandma, as I remember, had this mirror that she kept all of her perfume bottles on in her bathroom. And so it's a real pretty mirror. In fact, I didn't show it to you when you're here. So next time you're here, I'll show you. But I found it the other day. It was just stuffed in the back of a closet and so I brought it out and I put it over on my lower bookcase and I now have all of my crystals and my rocks on it because my thoughts were that the mirror was going to amplify 100%. the power of it.
0: hundred percent. I totally agree with that.
1: Okay, good. Well, I was just making that shit up but I thought, <laughs> well, makes sense to me. <laughs> I
0: totally agree with that stuff. A hundred percent.
1: Well, I did want to, you know, do you watch HGTV? I do. I love HGTV and they do talk about feng shui a lot in a lot of the different shows and so I was just doing a little looking on some ideas for just creating a more feng shui in your bedroom because that's a room that we do spend a lot of our time we sleep in there we get ready for the day in there we do a lot of stuff in our bedrooms and so you can do all kinds of things you know from just choosing certain colors to placing objects in different areas but some of the best things to do is declutter underneath your bed So you don't want to store crap under your bed. That's like, you know, our little crap backpack that we carry along with us. You don't want to be sleeping on that crap and that allows energy to flow freely around you when you sleep if you've got the clutter gone so if, but if you have to store stuff under your bed try to soar, store just pillows and blankets or other sleep related items um, by a headboard in feng shui a headboard represents stability and support and I know a lot of people in fact even when when I was real young as a young adult I had just a quilt behind the bed you know but it wasn't really a solid headboard but for, eh, you know, I guess we could go into a whole psychological discussion about that what that represented for me but so you want to make sure you fasten the headboard to the wall make sure it's very stable because of what it represents and you want to position your bed correctly with your headboard against a solid supporting wall and make sure it's positioned far away from the door as possible not directly in line with the door and you don't uh, you want to be able to see the door while you're in bed but you don't want to be aligned with it the idea is that too much energy will flow through the door so you've seen where my Mine is, and I have a problem. I only have one solid wall in my bedroom because I have either a door or I have windows on the others. So mine's like you walk in the door of my bedroom and my bed's on the left.
0: Yeah. Is that so. where you need to find a lower headboard where you could set the bed under the window with a lower headboard? That's actually what John and I ended up doing is we ended up going and getting rid of our headboard that we used to have. <laughs> And we ended up going with a headboard that's really only about 12 inches above the top of our bed. Mm-hmm. And it, it does overlap the window, but only by a couple of inches. So we mm-hmm. still get all of the light, but so that we're not, so that we are facing the
1: door. Well, I have a fireplace in the middle of that wall, so I couldn't put a thing I'd catch on fire. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so anyway, my, my bed's going to be a little screwed up. So, but at least it's still not, I'm able to see the door, but I'm not really in lined with it. So I think eh, it might be okay. Yeah. Um, Another thing it suggests is that you, that pairs are harmonizing. So using pairs when placing furniture or objects like, you know, a pair of side tables, or I've got a pair of paintings in the bedroom, matching lamps on top, those kind of things help. Incorporate the white, bright kind of colors. Bedroom colors should be calming and a rule of thumb is use furniture, bedding and accessories that are neutral, cool tones. Traditional primary colors such as reds and blues are not usually a real good choice. Um, you can incorporate the colors that represent different elements, but make sure they're not too bright or too overwhelming, which makes sense because you go into your bedroom for peace and calm. So that does make sense. And then use soft lighting. Choose inspiring artwork. You could hire a feng shui expert. Call Tanya up. She knows a lot more than I do. <laughs> um, the one other thing that I do found interesting is that to, things to avoid in the bedroom is do not have mirrors in the bedroom. It's thought to disturb your sleep and make energy in the bedroom too active. And don't place your bed under ceiling, uh, ceiling features. Get rid of clutter in your bedroom. Remove pictures of water or water features in the bedroom because this is like a big taboo in feng shui. They recommend no plants or flowers in the bedroom because they have too much energy for the bedroom because all plants and flowers should be put in other rooms don't store books in your bedroom because um, too many can overpower your space and make it feel like a workspace i'm just going to blow this one off it says say goodbye to electronics don't have any electronics because they'll disturb your sleep i'm like yeah my phone's beside my bed plugged in just in case there might be an emergency i can't i have to know about immediately but i thought those were all pretty good things that people could put into practice
0: Yeah, that was a couple things that I had in regards to the bedroom was no work related items, no workout equipment, Mm -hmm. and no technology. The other thing that it says is out with the old. So if, if you've been in a relationship that has been broken, no furniture, no decoration and things from old removing the stuff from your bedroom, it doesn't mean you have to get rid of it entirely. It just means removing it from your bedroom so that that you can help yourself heal in the process and also make way for the new phase of your life or the new normal for your life, right? Mm -hmm. One of the other things I wanted to bring up is, you know, a lot of the rules that we're suggesting for bedrooms also apply for office spaces. Mm -hmm. So you think about the same thing like that, your desk and your chair should be turned such that your chair is facing the door. Most people put their desk up against a wall and face a wall. As opposed to we're suggesting put the desk like, center of the room and turn it so that you're facing the doorway and by facing the doorway that's just more welcoming to whoever's walking in the room but it also makes you more productive and make you feel more safe being Mm -hmm. able to visibly see the energy as it approaches the door Mm -hmm. yeah the other thing is ironically sleeping with your bedroom door open
1: you should or should not
0: you should
1: okay i always do do you keep it do you sleep with it open or shut Yeah.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The reason that it is suggested that way is because that too just keeps the energy flowing smoothly. Now, you know, I know there's some people who live in homes where the scenario is, is, Hey, there's other people in the home and I, you know, I shut my door for privacy and that all makes sense. Like I yeah. understand that, but if you feel comfortable, once you are settled into bed that you could, you know, have that door even just cracked open. So it's mm-hmm. not completely shut and stagnant. It will help the, continuum of energy flow. Then, you know, one of the other things that comes up in feng shui as well is the sort of the color palette. And the color palette starts with you know, red and orange, which is our chakras one and two, which is about appetite, right? So if you have the colors red and orange in your kitchen, they should be balanced with some blues, which will help you balance that need to eat, like red Mm -hmm. and orange create overeating. And blue and greens will help you calm that sense. Black should always be offset with white, and or with a pop of color. And yellows, of course, always increase the feelings of security and love and white appeals to cleanliness. I mean, there's a whole color palette out there for feng shui, but I just gave you some basics.
1: I think that's very cool because I never really think about that. Another thing about the yoga and feng shui balance is that feng shui is kind of a balance of yoga and logic and yoga is a balance of breath and flow. And so they're kind of like cosmic twins that were separated at birth, but they belong together and they mirror each other and so i think it's it's a it's something important especially if you do want to de-stress and declutter and calm your life down if you don't know and I don't know a lot about feng shui I'm just learning it's a great place if you already have a good yoga practice and you're already doing go- those great things for your body to try you know incorporating a few feng shui elements in and see if that can help
0: and some of the simple things that we're referring to is like you know putting some of the clutter away and introducing a plant an element of of nature a plant a rock you know something that's going to be earthy it, mm-hmm. especially if you know i hear people say all the time i'm not a green bum you know how many plants there are out there that you only need to water like once a month yeah like you can't go wrong mm-hmm. you, you you have a window put yeah. a plant in it i promise you it will all be okay the plant will probably take care of itself right mm-hmm. for the most part and if you have to you set a little timer on your phone once you know a week hey Take a half a glass of water and put it in the plant. So <sighs> you can do it. I promise you can do it. The other component you know, that's simple fixes is shades. A lot of people are consistent with having their shades fully closed and, you know, or like I think about my son's bedroom. I go in his room all of the time and I open up a shade. Mm-hmm. I'm like, dude, you need, <laughs> you need to see the outside. Like you can't just continually shut off the outside. You need to be able to see the outside. Use yeah. the beauty of those windows. Open in your shades. And then some of the other things are is if you feel like you have piles of clutter, like it's time to address those piles of clutter because those piles of clutter are indicating piles of clutter within you.
1: Mm-hmm, yeah.
0: You purely avoiding them is you purely avoiding the clutter in your life.
1: I don't know a lot of people that Truly can live with clutter and be happy with it. A lot of people will tell me, you know, it doesn't bother me. This is just my little organized pile of whatever. But then when you really talk to them, it's not, you know. So it does help to free your mind and it helps to bring more peace to you if you can get rid of even just those piles of mail. I mean, how many piles of stuff do people have around? I, I'm a kind of a pile maker, but they don't last very long. I've got a pile of stuff on my desk right now, but it's piles of stuff that I'm working on. There's I get that. it. There's I get that. it. So,
0: yeah, I mean, simple things. Figure out how to face the door. Figure out how to improve the energy in your home. It's going to make a difference.
1: Yeah, feng shui that home and adjust the chi in it.
0: Feng shui it up, baby.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> Perfect. I'm Kat Khan and i am tanya rice and this is two pittas on a pod
1: signing off thank you for listening to two pittas on a pod we're grateful you joined us join us again for more musings of a couple of yogis we hope you learned laughed and
0: enjoyed this podcast and we hope you will share your comments or questions
1: email us at two on a pod at gmail.com and like us on
0: facebook and instagram at two pittas on a pod